Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Person Podcast, a twice-monthly podcast for people who experience the world intensely. Join me on a journey of acceptance of our highly sensitive person traits. Welcome to episode 68 of the Highly Sensitive Person Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly, and this is the two-year anniversary of this podcast. I just realized this the other day, and it's hard to believe. Anyway, today's topic is realizations that I've had about myself since learning about high sensitivity. The reason I want to talk about this is because sometimes when people learn about high sensitivity or introversion or extroversion or any personality traits, they wonder, what does it matter? So you realize you're an HSP. Why is that important? How does that knowledge change your life? But oh boy, it does, right? I think many of us had that aha moment when learning about high sensitivity and realizing how it described us perfectly. I mean, I get emails and comments all the time from people saying that their life was changed when they discovered that highly sensitive people were a thing. It seems like the main thing we HSPs realized most of all is that we aren't wrong or weird. We're normal. Since learning about HSPs a few years ago, I've come a long way too. And I wanted to share with you some of the main things that I've come to realize in hopes that maybe you can realize ways this knowledge has affected you too. So realization number one is that my intuition is valuable and I should trust myself more. So first of all, what is intuition? It's something you know or consider from instinctive feeling rather than conscious reasoning. I grew up believing in facts and research and thinking that arbitrary feelings like instinct or intuition were worthless. When my intuition told me something, I ignored it. I thought, why would I trust this unexplainable feeling? How do I know this is correct or valid? I honestly thought that intuition, at least mine, should be ignored. It's not real or logical, it's useless. This really was what I believed for most of my life. Now I know that this is wrong and sad. Intuition is more than just random feelings. They are feelings that come about due to the massive amount of processing as HSPs that we have already done throughout our lives. We pick up on tiny details, body language, tone of voice, and the way things are put together. We relate things we've experienced to other things and make connections that may lead us to intuition about something else. Our intuition isn't always an arbitrary guess. It's, in a way, an educated estimate of how we think the future will play out. Now, when I feel my intuition telling me something, I actually listen, and I'm not ashamed of it anymore. I think back to the hundreds of times I had a feeling about something, and I just pushed it down. But then my intuition ended up being correct. I can't always explain why I feel the way I do, but I trust that there might be something valuable in those feelings. Realization number two is to be gentle with myself. If a friend or family member made some kind of mistake, let's say they said something embarrassing at a party, would you berate them and tell them how stupid they are over and over for days? Of course not. So why do we do this to ourselves? When I'm upset at myself about something and I want to mentally yell at myself, I remind myself of this, that I wouldn't chastise another person for the same mistake. I would be understanding, supportive, and gentle. 
We all make mistakes. We all say and do dumb things sometimes. We all fail. Be gentle to yourself. The other day I was at dinner with some new friends and I said something that totally came out differently than I thought it would. And when I got home, I was mad at myself and wondered if those friends were thinking about what a jerk I was for the thing I said. And I just reminded myself, it's over now. I can't do anything about it. We all make mistakes and they probably didn't even notice it. And even if they did notice it, well, they'll get over it. It's nice to not yell at myself anymore. I think I knew deep down all those years that it was wrong, but I felt like I should punish myself when I screwed up or failed because I have such high standards for myself. But now I know that I can still have these high standards and realize that tearing myself down doesn't accomplish anything. Realization number three is being more open-minded to the experience of others. Learning about high sensitivity and also depression, anxiety, and mental illness has made me so much more open-minded to the challenges that everyone in the world is experiencing. I'm not saying that high sensitivity has anything to do with mental illness, but I'm just saying that learning more about the inner world of different people. And I know that people have physical challenges and ailments, but I just didn't think about mental health struggles or things like addiction and lasting issues from abuse or trauma. Our unique life experiences have given us all different specific tools to deal with the world. Not only has everyone had a different life experience in the past and right now, they're also dealing with life with the tools that they have and their unique mentality. Something that may be easy for one person to deal with may be difficult for another. We're all trying to do the best we can with the tools we have. Realization number four. Self-care is important and necessary. Before I had insomnia and digestive issues, if I heard the phrase self-care, I would think that it was not for me. I didn't need it. It sounded kind of woo-woo, so to speak. I didn't buy into alternative therapies or meditation or essential oils or whatever. It even seemed extravagant to me, like, who has time to slow down and relax and do nothing? I have things I gotta get done. I even thought people who did that stuff were kind of weak or weak-minded, and I thought they were wasting their money on all that stuff. I'm embarrassed to admit all of that now. Now I know that stuff like stress and anxiety will manifest itself physically if you don't take care of yourself. And yes, exercise and eating well are super important, but mental self-care is also a thing that needs attention. I didn't realize that before. Even if you think you're totally fine dealing with a lot of stress now, and maybe you might be for years, but at some point it might show up somehow. Once I started having trouble sleeping, which was brought on by anxiety, I had to learn about self-care real quick. I had sort of tried meditation before, but I didn't really understand it and necessarily believe in it. And now I think meditation is one of the things that has helped with my insomnia the most. It's incredible. And when I have insomnia, I have to follow a lot of rules if I want to be able to sleep. I have to stop working at a certain time, stop looking at screens, focus on being calm and relaxed, make a list of all the things I did that day and then a list of what I need to do tomorrow, and meditate. Who would have ever thought that the simple act of sleeping would need to be precluded by so much work? I now realize that self-care is important and real. Different things work for different people, and some people need more than others. 
Now, how is this related to high sensitivity, the realizing the importance of self-care, right? Well, it's just that learning about high sensitivity opened my mind to being more gentle with myself and accepting how I am and that I can't change my nature. If I get overwhelmed more easily than someone else, that's just how it is, and I have to find a way to manage it. If some kind of therapy or meditation makes you feel better, then it's important and worthwhile, and you have to find a way to keep doing it and make it a part of your life. Realization number five is realizing strengths I didn't know I had and valuing them. I already talked about how I ignored my intuition for most of my life, and I now realize that it can be a helpful tool. There are also other things I ignored and thought were useless about myself that I've started to pay more attention to and now value a bit more. I was so hard on myself before that I wouldn't let myself believe that I had many strengths. I'm not going to sit here and list my strengths because that seems kind of obnoxious, but I know that I've improved some of my soft skills a lot. I'll give one specific example. I've actively worked on getting better at offering people condolences, and I talked about this in episode 48 of the show. I was terrible at responding to situations when someone told me something bad happened in their life. I just never knew what to say, and I ended up saying things that were really not helpful. So I did a little research. I almost studied it because I wanted to get better at it. And I'm so happy that I did. And I'm really happy that I have these stronger skills now. I used to always be afraid to ever say that I was good at something. And that just doesn't necessarily have to do with high sensitivity. It might just be more, more about how I was raised, that it's a really, really bad thing to ever brag about yourself. But I've gained a lot of confidence. And sometimes I'm not afraid to say that I'm good at something. You might notice a theme going through a lot of these things I'm talking about today, and that theme is confidence. Realizing that being highly sensitive is okay gave me a lot more confidence about being myself without apology, which leads to my final realization, number six, I don't have to apologize for being highly sensitive. Everyone knows what introversion is nowadays, and it's way more accepted to say you want to stay home and watch Netflix rather than go out to a bar, for example. When I was a lot younger, if you wanted to stay home instead of hanging out with friends, you were considered to be kind of a weird, nerdy loser, basically. And now, it's totally normal and accepted. So you want to stay home? That's cool. Of course, high sensitivity is not nearly as known about as introversion, but along the same lines... Instead of apologizing for how I am, I just am. I mean, maybe once in a while I might feel like I need to explain myself to someone a little, but regardless, I apologize less than I used to. Let me try to think of an example. And I'm just making this up, but let's say I was watching a movie or a documentary or something and it made me cry. In the past, I might say something like this to the people that I was with. Sorry, I'm so stupid. I always cry at movies. I know it's so dumb. Just ignore it. And nowadays, I might say something like, oh, I'm just really sensitive. That's it. Why would I be embarrassed or apologize for being touched by something? I've mentioned before that I like to take photos of flowers and that my Instagram is primarily flowers. It's just something I enjoy. They aren't professional photos or anything. I just like taking pictures of them with my phone. Before, when I'd see a beautiful flower while out on a walk, I might quietly appreciate it or say, that's pretty, while deep inside, I wanted to stop and absorb its beauty for a few seconds or a minute. 
I wanted to take pictures of it and know what kind of flower it was. Now I do that. I indulge myself. I let myself take photos and fully feel the joy of that flower's perfect beauty. So what? I enjoy it. If you think that's weird, I don't care. Maybe I feel kind of bad that you don't feel that joy. So that's my list, and I guess I'm kind of ending with some attitude there at the end. I asked you guys on my Facebook page about what realizations you've had since you've learned about high sensitivity, and here were some of your great responses. The discovery that being highly sensitive is okay and that I'm not alone has finally freed me from years of guilt and being belittled by others who label me negatively. It has set me on a new path where I'm starting to learn how to embrace my intense emotions, which comes easily, and cope with it because there's no running away from what is an essential part of me. This new journey isn't easy, there's so much to work on, but the realization that being a highly sensitive person is not a weakness that needs to be eliminated has already done so much good for my self-awareness and self-acceptance. I'm very, very, very happy about that development. Another response was, I've been noticing my battery levels more regularly and act accordingly before I'm completely drained. I talk openly to my friends about it and they're really respectful and interested in it. And here's one more response. I have opened up my horizons regarding various meditation and relaxation techniques, and I'm not afraid anymore of being myself. What realizations have you had since you've learned that you're a highly sensitive person? I would love to know what they are. Leave a comment on the webpage for this episode at highlysensitiveperson.net slash episode 68. And before I go, I want to tell you guys something I mentioned a few times, and it's finally here. I'm really excited. It's the Highly Sensitive Person Entrepreneur Mastermind Group. If you have a business, you're self-employed, or you want to be self-employed, or you've taken some steps to become an entrepreneur or self-employed or a freelancer, then listen up. There's something you probably don't know about me. Along with this podcast and the HSP blog, I run another completely unrelated business and have three other freelance jobs. And I work from home, which can sometimes feel isolating and unstructured. The first mastermind group I participated in was a game changer. It helped me take action in my businesses and provided a built-in group of resourceful, friendly people to give me ideas, support, and validation. It felt good to offer my support to others, too. I love that it forced me to stop procrastinating and make myself accountable. So that's why I'm happy to introduce the HSP Entrepreneur Mastermind Group. It's a group of HSPs who support each other in their professional goals in structured Google Hangouts, which are video conference calls. They'll all be facilitated by me once a week for eight weeks. Here's some more benefits of being in a mastermind that I've discovered. You virtually meet like-minded people who listen to you and want you to succeed. You make new connections and build camaraderie with other HSPs who understand the challenges and benefits of our trait. You get feedback and opinions from different points of view, and you'll benefit from people who have different business experience than you and share your experience with them, too. Each call is 70 minutes long and follows a structured format, so everyone gets individual attention. The groups are limited to just five or six members each. Members will be handpicked to ensure that everyone has complementary skills and experience to offer and enrich the group. The composition of the group is really important to me. I may even split folks into more than one group depending on experience and interest areas. 
There are a lot more details, and I won't list everything here, but please go to a highlysensitiveperson.net slash mastermind to learn more and to fill out the form to express your interest in participating in this group. I really hope you'll check it out. It's highlysensitiveperson.net slash mastermind. And applications are only being accepted until Friday, August 26th, so don't wait. Lastly, before I go, I want to give a big, big thank you to the newest patron of the show, David Wilson. Thank you so much for your generous support in making this show possible. If anyone out there is listening, you'd like to support the show financially, please go to patreon.com slash HSP. Thank you again, David. That's it, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Leave me a comment at the show notes at highlysensitiveperson.net slash episode 68. And hopefully I'll receive a bunch of your applications for the mastermind. See you later. 